Hey y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week we're going to talk about Malcolm and Marie and the Golden Globe and SAG nominations. With me as always is my wonderful co-host, Adrian McMillan. Good morning. How are you doing? Just living the dream, as I said earlier. Yes. How are you doing? You know, I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) That's about how I feel. That's fair. It's, you know, my schedule is so weird, just like in general. Mm -hmm. So that's really it. But I'm thankful to be employed. I'm thankful to have my health. Yes. And that's all that matters. There you go. I did just see Rebel Wilson um, in her Instagram, or no, what is the Twitter thing called? Fleets uh, was documenting her private jet trip to the Super Bowl. Wow, was she with people? Of course. <laughs> and I just thought this is what I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just yeah, but good for her. She's living her best life. I'm sure she's gonna have a time, the time of her life. I mean, would you go to not in this year, obviously, but in a normal time, would you want to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess it'd be an experience. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Not when the weekend is the halftime show. <laughs> I know you were saying you're not interested. I kind of, I just want to see what he's gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch, but I'm not going to... The problem is that, like, it's not a set time. So you have to, like, keep up and make sure... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care enough to, like, document it like that. No, I get that. But I do want to watch the national anthem and all that at the beginning. I mean, the freaking Super Bowl doesn't start to, like, 6.30 your time. Exactly. So it's going to be on until, like, midnight. And I'm certainly, but you know, I used to, when I used to go to Super Bowl parties and, uh, you know, I told you already about my Super Bowl party that I held, but I, I remember going one year, I watched the Super Bowl at Alyssa Bracken's house and she made a dress out of duct tape while we were watching it. Just cause? I think she was doing it for a competition. Oh, wow. And we cut little panels of duct tape the whole time. You're a freak. Yeah, I mean, I, it feels that feels like 300 years ago. <laughs> In some ways, it was. Yeah, it really. I mean, it truly was. It's like, but at the same time, like I still feel just as bizarre then as I felt. I mean, just as bizarre now as I did then. Okay, that's a good thing. I guess. <laughs> you haven't gotten any more bizarre. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. I've definitely spiraled. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask, how were those Oreos? Trick, you know, you ate them too. No, the other ones you got. Oh, the brownie ones? Yeah. They're better than the Lady Gaga ones. What do they taste like? I don't know. They taste, it's mostly chocolatey, but I like that. Yeah. It's good. They're really good. But we have way too many Oreos in our freaking thing, so I'm just like all Oreoed out. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, that's truly not something I'd ever hear you say. I know. 
But we did go grocery shopping yesterday, so like now everything is full and stocked back up because we hadn't gone since like December uh-huh. or so. But I the only sweet thing I got was ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Yeah. So we can make our espresso ice cream affogato. What is the affogato? It's ice cream with like espresso over it. It's really good. Oh. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's nice. The Nespresso thing that we have, I mean, it's, it's so easy. You know what I mean? You can just make a coffee in five seconds, and it tastes delicious. Right. Even though I'm, I'm never going to drink like a cup of coffee, but I can take it a little bit at a time. Yeah, but coffee flavoring, I think, is a little different. Yeah, definitely. Um, does coffee cake taste like coffee? Yeah. I mean, it's basically just flavored water. Yeah, I, coffee cake, I can't, like, I, one of the games we had to play talked about coffee cake, so it was in my head a lot, but, like, I just, I can't honestly remember what it tastes like. Oh, I thought you said, does coffee taste like coffee? Oh, no. Coffee cake does not, yeah. t- in my, the coffee cake I've had does not taste like coffee. It just tastes like a Danish, right? No. What are you talking about? Coffee cake is I like a, know. is like a cake. Danish is pastry. Oh, I don't know. Coffee cake has like that crumble on the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's very it's more like cinnamony than coffee. Yeah. Mm, a cinnamon bun. <laughs> you should go to the mall and go get a cinnamon. I I went to the mall one time. Um on like a Tuesday at like 11. I think I told you this already. And the parking lot was so full and I was like, oh my gosh. So I just like, and it's one where it's half outside, half inside. Uh-huh. So I just walked up to like look what the inside looked like and there was literally nobody there. The cars were for the employees. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah, I know. it was. I was kind of like, how are y'all open? Right. It was It was weird. It felt like uh, Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Yeah, 28 Days Later. I love that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I was going to tell you, if you, something, a show I recommend, you might have already seen it or heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's called The Repair Shop. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Okay, so it's basically, because you. it made me think of it because you said you've been watching Antiques Roadshow. Uh-huh. It's basically this shop somewhere in the UK. I'm sure they said, but of course I didn't retain that. And um, they repair old, a lot of it's like family heirlooms or like family traditions and stuff like that. Like they do this pocket watch that this woman had uh, like kept during the war. They did like this walking stick. Like they just go back and like, one was a painting that like a guy had accidentally got a, a bullet hole through uh, um but they like sit there and like fix it it's really fun that sounds interesting honestly yeah do they, um, do they talk about the value of stuff they don't know okay you see that's why i like antiques roadshow i like to see people react to the value of the things that they bring yes but that concept that you're talking about sounds interesting, so I'll have to watch it. It just shows, it just, I think I'm always fascinated by like people that have skills to be able to do things like that. 
<laughs> right. Like they're saying they're repairing a stop, like uh, not a stopwatch, a pocket watch with like these little tools and like I, I like I can barely get my charger to go into the phone. <laughs> Like it just, I, I just, I don't understand how people have those types of skills. We're just simple. We're simple people. I, I literally, you're not simple. You're so smart. (laughs) For some things, for other things, not so much. That's like everybody though. Yeah, that's true. You know? And those people probably couldn't name every Kelly Clarkson song. Right. So bump them. (laughs) Right. Um, all right. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about this week, Malcolm and Marie, the movie streaming on Netflix, um, starring Zendaya and the worst actor of all time, John David Washington. Um, first of all, I have been obviously since the nominations all came out this week, I was trying to like look through them and see what I actually need to try to watch. Right. Find right. Now and then. Uh-huh. And it's not as many things as I thought, but it was fascinating that those came out. And then Malcolm and Marie, which everybody was sort of predicting to be nominated for everything or be a bigger awards contender came out like two days later and hadn't been nominated for anything. Okay, now I didn't watch it, but I mean, I'm not surprised because like a lot of people are bashing it to uh, the high heavens. Yes, it's if you haven't seen the trailer for it, it's just basically about a couple that comes home after um, the gentleman is a director and he's had this like great night um, with his film premiere. And so it's about a couple sort of having like hashing out all their issues in one night in a house. No, thanks. It was filmed during the pandemic and like was one of the first movies that like was made and because of course they just had to be in a house and it was just the two of them in the movie. Now I read Zendaya basically went to that guy. What's his name? Brian Levinson who directed it. Mm -hmm. And basically at the beginning of the pandemic was like, I'm bored. Write something for us to do. Yeah. First of all, I think it would make sense as a play. I mean, of course, a two-person thing obviously makes sense as a play, but I think that it's a cool idea for a play. Just, here's the thing. I thought that she was great, or like she was good. I thought John David Washington, obviously after watching, watching, watching Tenet, where I did not enjoy him, he was way better in this, and the part suited him a lot better. But and, and it was pretty, it was well filmed, like they're, like I like the styling of it, but it almost reminded me of like a watch commercial. <laughs> yes, I completely see that. You, like it just, there was, the, the story wasn't good. All style, no substance. Exactly, so like I think there will be an audience for it, and some people will love it. And some of the reviews I've read through after I watched it were not all negative, like, and of course they're both very likable and they did fine in the movie it just yeah I just didn't find the like the script to be something I needed to watch in a film no I could tell from the trailer but it is only an hour and a half okay that's you know that's a good thing yeah 
But and, uh, yeah. No, thank you. I also think the larger problem was, and this happens a lot of times with that type of film, I thought One Night in Miami had a similar problem where it started out really high, so it didn't leave it anywhere to go. Mm. So, like, it sort of, once they got to the scenes where it was the four of them hanging out on the roof, it sort of was like, it just was moving so quickly at the beginning that once it got to that part, it just felt like the momentum had sort of killed off. Yeah, like you hit a brick wall. Yeah, and this, uh, Zendaya was mad in the very first scene. So it was (laughs) like, well, where are we going? Yeah, you can only go down. Yeah. Um... But it was okay. I I just last thing don't buy them as like a, a married couple or a couple in general because Zendaya looks like she's like fifteen still. You know what I mean? And he looks like yeah. he's a grown man. Um, so that threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I did. I agree with that. I definitely did think that while I was watching. I was like, she still reads very young. Yes, yes. So I won't be watching. Yeah. Unless it gets nominated for a million Oscars. Then you'll just check it out. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, the other thing we're going to talk about, the Golden Globe and SAG nominations were this week, um, which I, it was fascinating to me. They were literally one day apart. Right. Why do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody was upset about the Golden Globe nominations because I made a story wasn't nominated for anything. Yeah, Yeah, it was like one of the bigger controversies. Yeah, I didn't watch that, so I don't know any better. Well, I watched, because Patrick tweeted that Chewing Gum was on Netflix. Uh Uh-huh. I had started it, but then when I went back to watch it, it wasn't on Netflix anymore. So I had started it. I mean, so I had started watching it, and then the next day that all came out. So I was, like, in the middle of watching that girl. So I thought, well, while I'm here, let me just go back and finish I May Destroy You. Because I only watched the first two of those and was just so not in that mind frame to watch something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, she's amazing. The show's amazing. And, she, you know, I understand. First of all, it's weird because it's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. It, that is such a, like, you think about, like, the Big Bang Theory being nominated in the same category as, what's an example of, like, a heavier kind of comedy? Ooh. Um, I don't like, know. Orange is the New Black, yeah. not heavy, but you know what I mean? It's, like, totally a different style. Yeah. So comparing, you know what I mean? So that is so already like, it's a drama. It's a very heavy show with very serious themes. She's just quirky. So I guess that makes it a comedy and it's only half an hour. Um, but also I will say this, it is sort of, I felt a little bad about like Emily in Paris. They all, everybody was making fun of that, which of course I get it. It's a silly show, but like, those people didn't steal that nomination from other people. Well, I mean, Golden Globes are generally purchased. <laughs> so it's very possible that Netflix <laughs> bought that nomination. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. But I'm saying there were four other shows also nominated. Yeah, of course. Yes. So it's like, it always is crazy to me when it's like, 
everybody was being so hard on Emily in Paris, which was just funny that that show got nominated for anything to begin with. Um, but at the same time, I thought it was kind of fun. And Golden Globes are always silly. They always nominate crazy things. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't that little girl from that Tom Hanks movie nominated? Yes. And, I mean, you have the example everybody uses and is not incorrect is The Tourist. Yeah. That movie with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, they both got nominated. It got nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, come on. I know. So, yeah, it was a little frustrating, but it did between the SAG Awards and the Golden Globes, you start to get an idea of basically who's going to be nominated for the most part. The one that makes me most excited um, slash two most excited, Riz Ahmed. Yes. And Steven Yoon from Minari. Yes, which was so good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that that pulls through for the Oscars too. Yeah. The movies I feel like I still need to see Nomadland, the Francis McDormand movie. Comes out in a week on Hulu. And uh, what was the other one? My mind just went totally blank. Um, but I mean, I felt like I'd seen a, a decent handful of them. Was Ammonite dominated for anything? I don't think so. Yeah, either, either thing. Yikes! But we do have a screener for that, so I'm gonna we're gonna watch it soon. I have that one too. So when you watch it, tell me, and we'll, we'll I'll we can talk about it. Okay. Um. Yeah, there were you know, and also like, is the girl from Borat really about to get nominated for an Oscar? A lot of people say I didn't end up watching that movie because I just did not like the first ten minutes of it. But yeah. a lot of people have been saying that. I just I don't know. Or um, the other thing I was happy about, Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. So I hope that that can push through to the Oscars, too. I think so. Yeah. Also, I just think the way the year is and, like, most of the nominations were movies that have been buzzed about. Like, it felt like these nominations could have come out four months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of shakeup as far as when they started talking about the Oscars at the beginning. Right. And I think that's part of just because, you know, people aren't seeing movies as openly. So it's not as much discussion or like discourse. Yeah. And also there's always a movie like American Sniper (laughs) or something like that. that does really well at the box office that all of a sudden becomes like a big awards contender they couldn't be because you know not unless of the crudes too no movies are really making money <laughs> right no that's true so i guess so the spoilers i guess are not as i don't know i just keep thinking like when i was looking at that list i was like nobody has like the general mass public has not seen any of these movies yeah, I I could probably agree with that. You know, some of them are available, but like uh, being online on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, I'm not seeing many people talk about the ones that are available on Amazon or Netflix so far. Right. 
open Borat, I guess that had a big media push when it first came out. It's just crazy to me that we'll be watching the Oscars and it'll almost be May. Like it's at the end of April. Yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah, me too. Because generally it would be like in two Sundays from now. I can't believe that's already been a year almost. I know. <laughs> I I did block it off in my time though, so I won't have to work. Oh, good. Maybe by yeah, then we'll be able to sit in each other's houses. Can you imagine? <laughs> Otherwise, we're having a virtual Oscars party. That makes me just want to cry. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Also, did you watch the Britney Spears thing? We did last night. Did you love it? Yes. Poor girl. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to be good because I've watched a bunch of those other like New York Times documentaries that's on that are on YouTube or uh, Hulu. Uh-huh. So like the production value is good. It's like real investigative journalism. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, the people that they had the interviews with, I was like, I mean, of course, it, I agree. It's the New York Times, so I didn't think it wasn't going to be good. But I just thought, like, oh, they got like, real people. Yeah. Um, but Brittany, I mean, it's not like it was anything we didn't know already. But just seeing it put together like that, it is really sad. Yeah, it reminded me of, like, the Amy documentary. You know, kind of yeah, same exactly. kind of vibe, exactly as you just said. You know, we know that she was obviously hurting and having troubles, but like just seeing it all in one space, like back to back to back to back, is really terrible. The way that she could not get out of the car and walk into somewhere, the way they were filming her eating at the table, like that yeah. should be illegal. Yeah, I don't know how that is allowed. Like, yeah, how do you function? <laughs> right. And uh, the answer is you don't. And she lost her mind. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or she reached a boiling point, I should say. Yeah. But I mean, just the, uh, that is tough. That is tough to watch. Just knowing, like, who she, like, who she was when I was little. Right. And then, like, seeing all that, it is sad. Of course. How could it not be? And she really has given us a lot of good songs. Yeah. She's Britney Spears. She deserves just some peace and quiet. Do you think Britney Spears could have a comeback? Yeah. I mean, of course. She was about to do that huge residency in Las Vegas. But do you think they could play her on the radio again? Yeah, definitely. I'm starting to wonder if that generation of, like, pop girls are getting to the point now where it would be almost out of reach for them uh i think it maybe makes more sense for britney to be played on the radio than like christina yeah i think christina unless it's like a random thing like say something yeah her ship has sailed yeah i don't think it's or like mariah even i don't really know if i can see her being like maybe but i mean all it takes is one good song amen (laughs) you know what i mean and they'll be playing it all over the radio exactly um wait, I had one other thing I was gonna say. Um also who here's what I I wanna find in a political candidate. 
whoever can get them to stop calling the phones all day with the insurance. Uh, the warranty. <laughs> How did that start? How did it turn into this? What does it what occurs? Like, what is that? But, you know, in your iPhone, you could block unknown callers. But the problem is, though, then what like there are some callers that I don't have saved in my phone that I would need to answer. Yeah. So and I I don't want to constantly be sending everybody to voicemail that is not in my contact list. And I, I try to answer and just be like, hey, this is the wrong number. Or like if it's a person, obviously, if it's like an automated thing, I just hang up. But like if it's a per or I wait until it says like to take your number off this list, even though I know that doesn't work. Right. But, like, if it's a person, I always try to say, like, hey, you know, you have, this isn't the right number. You know, I still get the ones for Joe or Glenn, even though I've had this number since ninth grade. So, like, there was no Joe or Glenn that used to have this phone. Well, before you, there was. You think? Your phone number, for sure. But, it, I mean, that was, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, there are I, – I, there was, like, this article I read a long time ago where, like, this um, – this woman's son passed away, but like that once the number gets like, you know, the line gets closed, the number just like moves on to somebody else. And so she would like text the phone number and people would text back to her, but it wasn't her son. That makes me sad. You know what I mean? So like John or Joe or Glenn, you probably used to have your phone number. Bump them. <laughs> They're haunting me. It's enough. And I, the other day, the woman tried to fight back with me, and I was like, look, you don't have the right number. And she said, yes, I do, and said the number back to me. I was like, right, I get that, but that is not my name or my address. <laughs> she said, well, then what's your name? I said, you don't need to know my name. I said, just take, just mark that off. And the, she got mad, and so I hung up. Yeah, I generally don't answer, but I uh... – answered one just like a week ago and he was saying like hey your warranty's expired on your car do you still drive your toyota hatchback and i said can you just please take me off this list and he was like but your warranty's expired and i just hung up on it but i mean it's like what does what is that is it just a scam to get credit cards and stuff i i i mean i have no idea i will vote i will donate to the campaign of whoever can get that taken off even if it was donald no. <laughs> I just, you know. Maybe I, try I, calling I, um try calling Verizon to see if they have anything to say about it. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see, it's always you want, 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 but never do, do, do. You're I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not incorrect. <laughs> I just it's too much. Why is the entire world being haunted? By current warranties. Yeah. Is that even a real thing? Like, could you buy an additional car warranty on your car? I have no idea. I don't think so. I just, it makes me want to scream. <laughs> and the other day, it was like five times. I was like, this is too much. I am being haunted by random spam calls. Yeah. No, mine, mine is probably like 10 a day. No joke. It's too much. Yeah. Monday through Friday is generally when they're popping off. <laughs> I mean, it, it just—it's too much. I agree. Okay, one last question. Okay, who do you think is the greatest national anthem at the Super Bowl of all time? Okay, you know, I was just watching shares. Hers was pretty good. 
I don't know if I've ever seen her. Yeah, it's a little different, but I liked it. Hers was good. Um, at the Super Bowl or in general? Well, I'm just thinking of the Super Bowl, but in general, I'll accept also. Cher did one at the Super Bowl that was really good. The Whitney one, of course, is good. Um, the Destiny's Child one at that basketball game was really good. Fergie. Fergie's was not good. Those would be my three. Destiny's Child, Cher, and uh, who else did I just say? <laughs> Whitney. Yeah. But even though Whitney's was lip synced, right? Yeah, it's like Jennifer Hudson, I think, sounded like out of this world. Oh, yeah, she, she was. She was live. Yeah. You see, that doesn't matter to me. If you're performing, if that track was sung at one point and was just mastered a little bit, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. But you always say you're a singer, you should sing. I think it, it should be this like the same for everyone. Yeah. But I mean, I it's not that it's like Beyonce singing at the inaugural lip syncing at the inauguration. It's not like we don't think Beyonce is capable of singing that. Right. It's just no one else was lip syncing, so why are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that don't make no sense to me. Um and Jennifer, I mean, Jennifer Hudson sounds unreal. But then when she's not singing live, I'm like, eh. But it's not like I don't think Jennifer Hudson's capable of singing that. Exactly. She's Jennifer Hudson. Also, I kept thinking, as much as I'm glad that Respect got pushed so that we can hopefully one day see it in a theater, this would have been a good year to have that out. I think so, too. Because if they had put that on Netflix, it would have really gotten some traction. Mm-hmm. And I think she really could have easily gotten back in that world. Yeah. Now she'll just have to wait. And now she'll just have to, not that I don't think she can compete with the best of the best, but those types of biopics a lot of times are not amazing films. They just have really good people in a popular role. Yeah. And I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, all right. I think that's all I have to say. Same here. <laughs> y'all have a great week. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. If you like what you heard, and we know you did, then hit the subscribe button. Want more? Watch our videos at youtube.com slash C slash Curry Terrell. Follow us on Instagram at at Curry Terrell and at Adrian McMill. Follow us on Twitter at at Curry Terrell and at Yo Adrian McMill. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Let's Chat with Curry. Have a question for us? Email us at Let's Chat with Curry at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye, y'all.